citizens. This is Albert Vince, your ambassador and friend. I speak to you citizen as a defeated man. This is Albert Vince. The charges against me have left your ambassador and friendly through unwinnable maze. I speak to you now as a defeated by coincidence. The charges against me have left me wandering enemies. I protest my blindness by coincidence. I may death through a malicious intent I did not murder this woman. bolts lit the windmill with shocks of silver, but no one was ever there to see it. It sat near a fjord in the most remote and isolated part of Scandinavia. It felt like no one had ever been there before, but nowhere is ever uninhabited. Inside the windmill lived a man forgotten by the outside world. His name was Conrad, and he was a prisoner and had his freedom all in the same breath. Today was full of anxious energy as he was expecting company, his one and only visitor, the sole witness of his existence. The visits were random and sporadic and always something to dread. It was deathly black outside. Even the moonlight couldn't penetrate this place. There Conrad sat in his armchair, waiting. A roaring fire in an old grandfather clock to keep him company. He had received a letter a few days before, informing him of yet another drop-off. He knew what had to be done. As the hours passed by, he finally heard the carriage approach.
The visitor growled. Your services are required. Yes. So I understand. Come in. The visitor entered. He was a giant, over seven foot tall and very intimidating. He sent shivers down Conrad's spine. You have the package? inquired Conrad. Yes, in the box outside. It's perfectly safe. Your hospitality has diminished. Sorry, Byron. Of course. Would you like a drink? Something to eat? Rum, if I may. And something for the horses. Conrad poured the rum and attended to the horses. He had hoped that the behemoth might have finished his drink and would be ready to leave, but no. He came in to find two glasses full to the brim of the Caribbean's finest. Join me, snarled Byron. Yes. Thank you. Cheers. They drank. Conrad returned to his armchair and gazed out the window, his eyes full of sadness. Is the world still there? Why does it matter? You shouldn't trouble yourself. You have a good life, Conrad. Safe. Protected. You are free of burden. You should treasure that. I miss it sometimes, that's all. I try to remember, but sometimes I can't. They drank some more. The more he drank, the more Conrad felt at ease. It was almost as if he had a friend, even if it was with someone he feared and was repulsed by. At least he had someone from time to time. As the hours ticked by, they entertained themselves with a game of chess. It was always a slow burn. They were very equally matched, but Byron hated to lose almost as much as Conrad feared to win. Can I ask you something, Byron? What if one day you came here and I was dead? What would happen then? I don't think that's of concern. Why? I'm confident you'll outlive us all, Conrad. Your move. Sometimes, I think it's already happened. How would I know? What would happen to the work? What if I don't finish? Conrad, I travel a very long way to be here. I don't resent it, but I will not wallow with you in existential crisis. More rum. Check. And mate. Good. Very good. But it's not the battle that counts. Tis who wins the war. New game. More rum. This new delivery. Any details I should know? When did it happen? Do we know any history? Recent. 
Very fresh. Well, as fresh as can be expected. I don't know details. That's your job. They seem more frequent of late. I'm not complaining, obviously. I I'm more than happy to, I, I just... Just, just know your place. We all play our parts. Be grateful, be positive, be thankful. I am. It just takes it out of me being here. That's all. You sit, you drink, you endure, you live, you eat, you move, you dream, you are. Leave it there. It could be worse, and you know it. Rum. Check. And mate. Check. And mate. The autopsy. 
Conrad awoke with a scream and was drenched in sweat. He knew his day would not get much better. He summoned enough strength to get to the front door. Each step felt like a marathon. His body felt like a lead weight. His sense of dread grew stronger and stronger. He could smell the body getting closer and closer. He finally made it to the door. Byron and the horses were nowhere to be seen. They vanished with the darkness. All that remained was a large wooden box, the stench of death inside. Conrad dragged the box to the back of the windmill and loaded it onto a trap door. There he could winch it using a pulley system to his subterranean laboratory below. It was dark and cold and had tangible horror in the air. Death and decay were all around. Candles flickered around the stone slab that was to support the cadaver. Knives and strange surgical implements glinted in the candle's glow. The metal taste of blood was overpowering. Conrad started prizing the coffin open with a crowbar. There he found the body. The head was missing. Not uncommon, but never any easier to see. The body was clothed in a once pristine checked tweed suit, now torn, bloodied and dishevelled. You could see a glimpse of its former glory, but the sadness of its demise was evident. Who are you? wondered Conrad. Why have you come here? Conrad always started with a charcoal sketch of the corpse. The sketch was pinned to the wall where it would later be added to a bulging folder. It made him feel connected and ready for the work. He took a deep breath and stripped the body. He piled the clothes neatly on the bench for inspection later. Determination and focus grew. This was another opportunity to further his work and he should be grateful. He picked up a large saw and began to open up the stern. Then began the removal of the organs. One by one they were extracted and then carefully examined. Every inch was searched desperately and vigorously. After inspection, he wrapped the organs meticulously in blue hessian cloth and began to lay them in several wicker baskets. Please forgive me. I need to find the truth. I know you can help me. I believe in you. We're here together. We found each other. I won't let you down. It's not been all for nothing. I promise. Nothing. There was nothing. Deflated as always, Conrad eventually resigned to the fact that what he was looking for was not there. He was broken again. Hope faded and a further sliver of belief was shaved off. He picked up a huge butcher knife and began to cut the body up. The arms, the legs, the torso. He piled them in the wicker baskets along with the organs took them over to the furnace. Tonight, my friend, you burn. 
all that was left was to clean down. The mess was unbearable, and he had to get it clean immediately. He started with the clothes. They were to be burnt too. A shame, as they seemed to have been beautiful in another life. He checked the pockets. What's this? A note. What does it say? Citizens, this is Albert Vince, your ambassador and friend. I speak to you now as a defeated man. The charges against me have left me wandering aimlessly through an unwinnable maze, blinded by coincidence, made deaf through the malicious intent of my enemies. I protest my innocence. I may have made mistakes, and some that I would be shamed to admit, but I did not murder this woman. I did not know her, or have any interactions with her of any kind. I have always done my best for you, the people. This has been my purpose, and something I do not regret. When I was young, my father bought a piano and encouraged me to play. I remember the first time I sat behind it, the black and white keys staring back at me. The same keys that were used by genius to compose great music, masterpiece creations that have existed for centuries. Those keys represent potential. Struck in the right sequence, there is beautiful harmony, but there is also potential for chaos discordant and unpleasant. I have dedicated my life to seeking out potential, beautiful and harmonious, and I believe I came close to greatness. But I now find myself in chaos. I never believed in hell. And now the time is here. I fear it.